0: Excellent. If you can make your way back to your seats, we're going to get started in just a second here. I'm going to introduce our guest today, but he's not a guest. He's part of our family. Mario and Jen Vucenovic and their family came in this week and are worshiping the Lord together with us today. We're going to get to hear Mario preach. And I'm so excited for those of you who have not yet gotten a chance to hear Mario, for you to be able to encounter his joy in Christ and so I'm really looking forward to that. I want to tell you one funny story about Croatia before I uh, tell a story to really honor both Mario and Jen. This here is a medication in Croatia that I bought in Croatia. I had a sore throat in Croatia when I was over there with John. And Mario and Jen were kind to take me to, like, their mall. And I went into the pharmacy and Mario and Jen, I remember it was real, real crazy in that moment. I didn't have him there to help translate, so I got this over-the-counter medicine. It's uh, Calvive, it looks like to me. Um, but as I was uh, getting it, I was like, "What do I, what do I do with this?" I'm saying to the lady behind the counter, and I'm just going to get one of these out of here because it's kind of uh it's pretty crazy. They're like these huge pills, like these huge tablets. I don't know if you can see that, it's large. And I was like, what, what do I do with this? It's for a sore throat, but, and I think if I remember correctly, the, the Croatian, uh, woman behind the counter just like pointed to her mouth, like you just, you know, you put it in your mouth. And so I, I opened up the medication and I got one of those big pills out and I, I I put it into my mouth because my throat was sore. And, before long, I realized, like, pills are pills are strange in Croatia because I, I started, like, foaming at the mouth. Like, there was this stuff that, like, it started, like, coming, like, out of my mouth everywhere. I'm in the middle of the mall. I'm, like, I'm starting to panic because the foam was so great that I could barely, like, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't just spit it out because I'm in a mall. I'm, like, and I'm starting to panic and I realize it's like their are equivalent of like a large Alka-Seltzer or something. And I put the whole thing in my mouth. It's supposed to be dissolved in water. And so next thing I know, Mario comes up to me. He's like, what is wrong with you? I've mean, I got like foam coming out of my mouth. I look like a rabid dog. And I'm supposed to be there to preach the gospel to people. They're probably thinking I'm like demon possessed or something. I'm like, what in the world? We've got a lot of fun memories with the Vucenovic's in Croatia and also in the U.S. This is a couple and a family that we love deeply. Coming up in August, it will be three years that we've been able to support Mario and Jen and their family, their beautiful family, on the field in the midst of them planting a church to Croatia. And... Mario and Jen, I was thinking of this verse uh, when I was thinking of you guys being here because it really sums up something about the both of you. James 1, verse 12, it says, and, and to you kids as well, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Blessed is the man, blessed is the woman who remains steadfast under trial. There are brothers and sisters in Christ in Croatia right now who are hearing the gospel proclaimed through men that Mario and Jen have helped disciple, men and their wives who they've discipled. There is a service going on in Croatia now where the worship of Christ in the Croatian tongue is taking place and where the Gospel of Matthew is being preached by a man Mario's discipling, the work of the Gospel goes forward in Croatia as Mario and Jen travel to the U.S. over the summer because of the hard and steadfast labors of this man, his wife, and their children. There's a local church in Croatia that by God's grace, church, we've been able to plant for his glory. And I just want to give glory to God and say thank you to all of you But I also want to say thank you to Mario and Jen for their example. They left the American dream. Mario had a good job here in the U.S. Most Croatians are trying to get out of Croatia to come to the U.S. Mario and Jen left the comforts of the United States and a good-paying job and all the security here to go to Croatia to take the gospel to people who do not have the gospel And I am so thankful to God for their example. It has not been easy. Mario will explain to you in just a moment. It's been a joy serving Christ, but it's also been very hard for them. But they have remained steadfast under trial by the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. And Mario and Jen, we are all so proud of you. And kids, we are all so proud of you for all that you've done for our Lord Jesus In Croatia to take the gospel to the kids in your school and also to the kids in your community. And I'm so excited about our sister church in Croatia, pastor by Mario Vucenovic. Mario, come on up and church, can we welcome Mario as he comes to preach God's word to us? (laughs) Love you, bro. If any of you have a sore throat, I have something for you if you want. <laughs> so.
1: Check one, two, one, two. Are we, are we good? Wait, wait, see wait. This is something small from Church of God's Grace, Croatia, to you, my brother. Something, something for you, for your love, for your care. It's not seltzer. That's a true story. He really did look like there was something seriously wrong with him. Thank you, brother. Thank you for this welcome. Um, I'm going to try to hold my emotions down a little bit, but I have to admit, after three years not being here um, with you, the church family, I'm a little bit overwhelmed with your faces, this is our home, and um I just want to thank you again for just steadfast love for each other and for christ and um again, thank you for sending c b and john they are they were such a just voice of God in the right time, and at times the very difficult situations down there um but you you send them to help us. And uh, what, a, what a godly man they are. You have extremely wonderful pastors, thunder shepherds uh, here. And uh, thank you, brothers. Thank you, friends. Thank you all. Now, I am going to ask for extra grace and patience with me today because I did preach in Croatian for the last three years. So for me, go back to English. It's going to be a little bit rusty. You know, I did live here for 15 years, but, um, yes, yes. Wow. I'm going to try to keep the emotions are going to be challenged today. <clears throat> That's okay. God gave us emotions. We are going in, uh, God's word.
2: Oh, gospel according to Matthew, chapter nine, verses 35-38. title of today's sermon, God's Compassion for the Lost. God's Compassion for the Lost. Let's read the scripture. Slide. I'm going to have, to, I'm going to have some presentation today with uh, the
1: work in Croatia, so through the sermon I'm just going to be saying, slide, so just
2: ignore that. God is great, flight. <laughs> uh. <clears throat>
1: let's, let's go in a perfect word of God. And Jesus went through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowd, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without shepherds. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send
2: out laborers into his harvest. Amen. Istanbul, Turkey, 2005. Two shepherds were having
1: a lunch. They were coming back from the lunch break to their field, only to discover empty fields. flock of 1,500 sheep was gone. They started searching for the flock. Where are the sheep? As they were looking for the sheep, they went over the one cliff, and they had a pretty uh, hard discovery. Uh, 1,500 sheep were in the bottom of the cliff. Now what happened was, first sheep went over the cliff, and then next followed, next followed, next followed, until 1,500 of them went over the cliff. Now first four hundred died, but the rest of them just fell into a cushion.
2: Nevertheless, they just followed over the cliff.
1: Same year, Easter two thousand and five, there was another sheep right here in Pennsylvania following the sheep in front with no question
2: asked. I was heading for destruction. Lost, suppressed, speaking the truth. It was the pastor of the church that
1: we have visited for Easter that read the verse about the lost sheep. That lost sheep was me. I believe many of you know that verse. But nevertheless, let's read it again. What do you think? This is Matthew 1812 to 14. Matthew 18 12 to 14. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, doesn't he leave the 99 on the mountain and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly, I say to you, he rejoice over it more than over the 99 that never went astray. So it is the will of my Father who is in heaven that none of these little ones should perish. My name is Mario Vucenovic. Most of you know. I came to the United States in 2001 with a suitcase and a $100 bill. But Lord had blessed my time here. First he saved me. Uh, I came here to be with my wife, Jen, my second hero, Jesus is first, she's second, um, and Lord blessed us, uh, four beautiful children at the time, wonderful career, I started working as a server at Perkins, and working my way up to a general manager position at Panera Bread, and uh, we had it all, we really did, we lived the American dream, we had a home, we had a pool, we had a a wonderful church family, life was good, life was great,
2: but God, isn't that two amazing words in the scripture? He had different plans. He has placed on my heart, at the time of my salvation, um, sadness over
1: the people I had left in Croatia. Brokenness over the state of the soul. I had images in front of my face. The country I left as a young man uh, 15 years ago before I went, um, those faces were flashing in front of my eyes. And it was like sad, broken
2: feelings that God placed in my heart and my wife part at a time. I was at the seat
1: that period, exactly where you're sitting. Enjoying the fellowship.
2: Enjoying the wonderful teaching. And for 11 years, I was weighing. The calling, which is going to cost me everything I worked hard for. But that brokenness over the lost soul was the tipping point. The Lord was calling me to bring the gospel back to Croatia
1: where it was not preached for hundreds of years Paul preached there. Illyricum. Illyricum. There you go. So this was quite, quite some time ago. But since then, darkness. What came in was tradition. People were lost. And they needed gospel. It is to these people I was called. And in 2016, God sent me to this church, through faithfulness of this church, to go back to search for the lost sheep, to search for the lost soul, God's children in Croatia.
2: Three years ago. Uh, Slide. So
1: Croatia is 0.38 evangelical Christian in, in Croatia. 90% are Roman Catholic. Um, the need is truly, truly, plenty. I grew up in the same family, traditional family. We knew about God. We didn't know God. I truly never heard the gospel. But routines, the rituals, traditions that were just part of life,
2: slide. Oh, we'll try. Um, if you go to Croatia,
1: you just notice one thing. Everybody does the same thing. Everybody follows. No one else it is truly,
2: like I said before, um, following sheep ahead without um, wondering what what's the truth. This is one of the
1: big holidays in Croatia. When the whole country stops, and really everybody
2: goes on the streets and just follows. It's the day of Mary. And, um, yeah. After 15 years in state, God has called me, me and my wife and my children, to go back
1: and to share the truth that saved my soul, that changed my life. Our compassionate God heard the cry of His children in Croatia, the sheep that were harassed and without shepherds. In the text we have read today, we can see the love of our Lord for His children, for far Pharaoh, and we can see His heart permission. Also, in this passage, we find out how does God say what? Which way does God bring His children home? There are three main points today. Point number one, verse 35. Salvation was made known through proclamation, proclamation proclamation, of the good news. Point number one. Point number two, verse 36. God's compassionate heart over the lost. God's compassionate heart over the lost. Point number three, verses 37 to 38. He is mighty to save the sovereignty of our Savior over His field. He is mighty to save the sovereignty of our Savior over His field. Point number one. Salvation was made known through proclamation of the good news. We're going to read verse 35 again. And Jesus went through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. Here, we see Jesus Christ, shortly after the Sermon on the Mount, proclaiming the kingdom of heaven, teaching the only way of salvation, and he's confirming this, proving this, by numerous of miracles. All of this is, all of this is done in front of the people of Israel, Jews and Gentiles. And then, we see in the Gospel according to John 1014
2: 14-15, he calls himself a shepherd. Let's read that. John 10, 14, 25 Slide. <clears throat> I am the good
1: shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. For the Jewish people who were surrounding Jesus at this time, they are starting to understand the meaning of this. They were taught this truth in the Old Testament. One of the prophecies from God, 570 years before this moment, in the book, of Ezekiel,
2: God makes a clear promise, prediction, to the people, what's going to happen. But before we go there, let's let's
1: talk about a shepherd, who is shepherd, what is shepherd? Shepherd is provider,
2: shepherd is protector. Shepherd is guide. Shepherd is physician. Shepherd is watchman. He herds. He feeds. He tends. Now let's go in the book of Ezekiel 34, chapter 34, verses 5 to 6. So they were scattered,
1: because there was no shepherd. And they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountains and over on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over all the face of the earth, with none to search or seek for them. Next slide. Ezekiel 34, 11, 12. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he among his sheep that has been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on the day of clouds and thick darkness. 570 years After this promise, Jesus, man, in front of the Hebrew Jewish people, teachers,
2: rabbis, is saying, I am the shepherd. I am God. I am son of
1: God. I am son of man. I am. He is claiming authority to forgive sins. And also he's claiming to be God. Jesus, man. Jesus, God. Reaction? For
2: some? Shock. Discuss. Heresy? For some? Hope. Joy, overwhelming peace. And isn't that the
1: same reaction we have today when we share the gospel of Jesus Christ? 1 Corinthians 1.18, slide. For the word of the cross is fully to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved,
2: it is the power of God. (laughs) slide.
1: Since 2016, I had a privilege, dear brothers and sisters, family, I had a privilege to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with hundreds of people in Croatia. Neighbors, strangers, Jehovah's Witnesses, you name it. God allowed us Amazing opportunity to share this truth
2: with hundreds of people through Croatia. Slide. We had a privilege to
1: preach the word. I had a privilege to preach the word in towns of Split, Sibenik, Kastel,
2: Zaprešić, Stubica, Krapina. to bring to share the good news, to preach the word. And this gospel message is very offensive in
1: Croatia. Because when I'm sharing the only way, for the Croatians who just went to, war, to war in the war of independence, the pride, the national pride, it's so, so... So when you are bringing something that contradicts their identity of being Croatian, which means to them being a Catholic, or being Catholic is being Croatian, the pride is just offensive. They don't want to hear about it. I had comments I would hear, I had my friends dying for this country,
2: Catholic country, I don't wanna hear what you're saying. But the truth is that none of those traditions, none of those rituals, rules will save. Church attendance won't save. Customs won't save.
1: Being a good person will not save.
2: Gospel. Jesus Christ. Will save. One woman said,
1: Sir, when I was on the street um, sharing the gospel, she said, uh, Sir, what you're saying is probably true, but I will never leave the ways of my grandfather. Another woman who never heard a gospel in the Catholic Church said, I will never follow
2: God that would allow death to His Son. As we think about what will cause us to be
1: counter-cultural, especially in the land like Croatia where there is only one way, nothing else, one way, we see there is a huge call of following Christ. For my family personally, a Christian faith in Croatia has came to a fall. We have been prosecuted in many ways and forms. For my Croatian bird family, they shunned me. Uh, they uh, pretty much uh, isolated themselves uh, from us. My family mocks me, insults me. We have been harassed at the door. We have been intimidated, screamed at, threatened by. um, Being a Christian in Croatia, there is a cost to it. And our church members in Church of God's Grace, they feel that Christ daily. They may lose their jobs. There's a fear of losing a job. Their family, the same thing, shun them. And you depend on your family in Croatia. It's not, you can't be totally independent. So being shunned from the family means you're on your own. And you're on your own in a country that you cannot be on your own.
2: So there's a truly a call. We have uh, members of our church, members of our church, uh, this is a different slide, I'm gonna share this. This is sweet, this
1: is sweet stuff. Um, they had police involved, they have been kicked out of their home,
2: uh, they have been physically abused because of their faith, because they love Christ. What we had experienced in this three years is how in the midst of those trials, especially in the church, God uses that. God uses our inability to find a way. God
1: shows up in the time of desperation. And we as a church were pretty desperate last year and a half. And God showed up again and again and again. And we grew together through pain. We depended on each other through pain.
2: And we got closer to Him through the pain and persecution. John 15.20 says, Remember
1: the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they prosecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept
2: my word, they will also keep yours. Persecution. We gotta look at Jesus. He came to gave the way for the people who put him on cross. He was beaten. He was mocked. He was assaulted. He was threatened. Christ died for people crucified him. He died for us. Now, clearly we see in the scripture that as us, us, for God's children, if God-man himself went to death, and he's saying, follow me, we can see in the scripture that persecution was and is a clear mark of those who follow Christ. Now that's one reaction to the gospel in Croatia. The other reaction, if you go
1: to the slide back. By the way, you guys are doing great. This is great. It's me who doesn't. I don't know how to do this combination. Um, this is a picture of Bago family: Rudy, Monica, and their son Noah. Uh, when we landed there, we we met. We shared the gospel with them. Uh, since then, we were able to God allow us to disciple them for a year. We would spend hours, up to seven hours past midnight, with small kids sharing the gospel, scripture with them, and they were eating it. They were devouring it. They were just so hungry for it. When we came to their home the first time, the walls were just covered. With, with, with paintings and and, and uh, sculptures of, of saints and and um, they were just the the background was traditional Catholic background and uh, we had a privilege to be part of god's work for their lives to be there for them
2: to teach them how we have been taught right here. And uh, next slide, please.
1: And year after, we have baptized Rudy and Monica in the Adriatic Sea. Praise God.
2: Next slide, please. This is Christina and Vlado.
1: Um, since we, since we started uh, uh, church, if you opened the door and uh, in our church a year and a half ago, uh, she did not miss Sunday or Thursday. And uh, she's coming from a really, really strong uh, traditional background. And uh, this sister in Christ really, really had paid the price to be there and to follow Christ. Her parent, her mom, uh, daily, daily uh, abuse. Her uh, boss threatened her. Um, the local priests approached her, uh, warning her, and uh, and uh, her husband forbids her, forbid her to go to church, and uh, she's just faithfully following Christ. And you know what she does? She prays for all of those who prosecute her. She prays for her mom, for her salvation. She prays for her husband. Weekly. She prays for her boss. We are now uh, planning to baptize her next fall. Praise the Lord. And uh, it's just just amazing privilege, guys. I don't know. I'm trying to combine this with the the sermon. I just, again, emotions are going to be very...
2: Challenging thing, but to see what God does to a lost soul, like, like ours. When people are desperate,
1: and there's no hope, there's no direction, there's no voice, there's no shepherd, and you share the truth with them, and then to see a witness, and witness a miracle, it's a privilege. That,
2: that that's that's privilege. Because we're talking about eternity. Eternity. Point number two, God's compassionate heart over the lost.
1: God's compassionate heart over the lost. We're gonna read verse thirty six again. When he, Jesus, saw the crowd, he had compassion for them. Because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without shepherd. Sheep. It is interesting that God is using the phrase, sheep, with no shepherd. Sheep. Animal. Sheep. What is sheep? Can't run away from danger. can defend itself. Not wise enough to avoid danger does not have any built-in self-defense. The only protection, the only hope, the only care
2: the sheep has is Shepherd. Jesus, when he
1: saw the people, hundreds, thousands in front of him at this time, He had compassion. God.
2: God had compassion over this crowd. And He still does. He had compassion over us
1: today. See, a compassionate heart is the engine of our service Ministry, mission. Without compassion or without love, they go hand to hand. We have nothing. We are a banging gong, like First Corinthians says, without love. When Jesus saw the crowd in
2: front of him, he was affected. God was affected. So I'm going to ask you a question. Do you
1: have compassion for your neighbor, for your co-worker, for your family member who is not saved? Do you have a gospel that is worth sharing, which probably will cause you getting rejected, humiliated, abandoned, just like Jesus?
2: Does your compassion leads you to share your faith? I know in this area, all of us have to pray. We have to pray. God, open my heart. For daily,
1: daily, brothers and sisters, we get sin again. Daily, the enemy is trying to convince us
2: protect yourself, guard your heart,
1: don't let anything in that will hurt you, and yes they will,
2: but eternity is a stake.
1: The multitudes of Croatia are numbered 4 million. Of those 4 million people, like I said, 35.35 percent know Jesus. That means 99.65% do not know Jesus. The Croatian people are in every way weary, harassed, and scared, scattered, like a sheep with no shepherd. But we're not talking here about physical strength or weaknesses. After all, Croatia did reach World Cup final last summer, But, talking about spiritual emptiness, spiritual brokenness, spiritual state of man, people are spiritually lost. And they are like a sheep without shepherd, like I said in the beginning, like that herd of Turkey, just
2: following the sheep in front. Next slide, please. Our Liliana recently admitted something to Jen. She said,
1: I'm very unhappy. I feel emptiness in my heart. I don't know what to do about it. But it won't go away. And she sadly
2: confessed, our country is spiritually bankrupt. Jesus knew then And knows today that this is what
1: all the weary sheep feel. And no, it does not go away with material things, with some programs,
2: self-help therapies. It's not going to go away.
1: And this is one of the reasons we have privilege and joy to be in this country and share
2: this gift we have received with the people around us. I have to be honest with you, I am amazed how
1: God is using weak, broken,
2: ordinary families and people to achieve His purpose. And this leads me to point number three. Point number
1: three is this. He is mighty to save the sovereignty of our Savior over His field. He is mighty to save the sovereignty of our Savior over His field. Verses 37-38 says, Then He said to disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly
2: to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Jesus, Jesus is talking to his
1: disciples here. Now, what's interesting thing is, he saw the crowd. He saw desperation. This is God. This is Almighty God. But man, what has he done? I'm going to say it again. He said, pray. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers
2: into his harvest. Jesus is saying go to the Father and pray and ask Him what can you do? Ask Him. Seek Him.
1: Because there's too many of lost around us and the laborers and the workers A few. Here's a simple quote from Oswald J. Smith. Uh, Next slide, please. The mission of the church is mission. The word sent out in verse 38 is a call to Christian believers. The church to share the gospel with unbelievers. The harvest are those unbelievers, the lost and weary sheep from verse 36. And the laborers are the Christian men and women, ordinary people like us, who God has saved and redeemed and now is calling us to labor in the field among the unbelievers. Let's look closer. The laborers. Who are the laborers? Ordinary people. For those who know Christ, we are His laborers. We are the few. God uses ordinary people. Peter, Andrew, Thomas, Matthew, fishermen, tax collector, rebel, criminal, later on, even the
2: prosecutor of the church. And why is God using ordinary people? Well, 1
1: Corinthians one twenty-eight twenty-nine says this, God Shows what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. So everybody
2: knows it's Him. Not me, not, not you. Not the way we talk, how we sound. It's Him. The grocery clerk,
1: the teacher, the postman, the accountant, the tax collector,
2: you, my friend. You. I'm going to share another quote. Next slide, please.
1: The concern for the world evangelization... It's not something tacked onto a man's personal Christianity, which he may take or leave as he chooses. It is rooted in the character of the God who has come to us in Christ Jesus. Thus, it can never be the province of a few enthusiasts, a sideline or specialty of those who happen to have bent that way. It is distinctive mark of being a Christian. Do not underestimate the power of God to use you to reach out the lost around you. If not you, then who? Do not underestimate your ability to share your faith. Be yourself. Speak of your great God. Pray for a heart of compassion, boldness, and faith, and be blown away by what God will do. Pray for God to save. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. You know why? Because it's His harvest. And where is that harvest? Reading. Why am I missing Shillington, you won't have to go far to see faces of hundreds of lost sheep around you who don't know Christ. The harvest is everywhere where he
2: has placed you. As soon as you leave these church doors,
1: you will enter the harvest. As soon as you get in your car
2: and get off the parking lot, You will enter the harvest. You are surrounded by them. In a mall, in Walmart, eating
1: out at the ball game, concert, theme park. Open your eyes. You are surrounded by lost children of God. So what are you going to do? Out of 12 disciples, God answered their prayer. You know what? They were the answer. He sent them. They were praying to the Lord of Harvest, but they were the answer to their prayer themselves.
2: Pray to the Master of the Harvest and ask Him, God, Use me. My life belongs to you. It was bought with a price. What can I do? Here, where you have placed me, over there. Pray. And yes, you may be the answer to your own prayer. It's a pretty uh, dangerous prayer. You ask me. As I shared before, the harvest in Croatia, which God led
1: us to go, is plentiful, and labor is a few. When we arrived in Croatia in 2016, we were alone. It was Gen I, four kids, and baby on the, on the coming. <laughs> and here we are, Church Planting International, alone, sharing the gospel. Okay, uh, next slide please. Uh only thing I can say is we were overwhelmed with field. They kept coming. Um, in just first six months we had we had so many people coming to our home and just wanna hear more and more and they didn't want to leave. See that was a little bit difficult. When we just came, landed started starting to you know, getting our life, getting situated there, um,
2: but we were overwhelmed. We felt next slide please. We felt just
1: this amazing privilege, gift that we have, but then at the same time, we felt the need for coworkers, for
2: helpers. So what we did, we started praying. Send out laborers. Um, another slide, please. These are our families.
1: People who we did not know before we came there three years ago. And uh, God just opened a door. Well, some of them. We did know that couple in the middle there. But
2: um, we're talking about. Dozens of people just want to hear more
1: and more and more, and you have to lock the door. What do you do? You know, I, I have to be honest. I had there is a moment. There was a moment that, you know, people were knocking on the door, you know, for coffee to talk about scripture, to talk about God, and. uh, Jan is trying to get four kids situated um, in this foreign country now. And uh uh babies on the way. And this is day after day after day, it's just knocking on go a door. We're like, Yeah, it's God, yeah, this is great, this is great, but then it's not stopping. It's not stopping. And and you start panicking. Next thing we know it we were like there was a point we closed our shutters, blinds, lock a door and huddle. <laughs> we just needed a moment. It just, it was great though, but it, we felt the need. Um, next, next slide please. So we prayed. We prayed to God. Uh, Abe Simpson, um, prayer is the mighty engine that is to move the missionary work. Next slide please. And Lord clearly answered his prayer six months after we were there. Uh, this is the Tomasiewicz family, uh, Brankitsa, Dragan, and their three children. Uh, Dragan is uh, theologically trained. Uh, we have met them when we were there in 2014, or in a, a Bible college over there for two semesters. And as we started communicating and praying, talking, he came to me one night and said, Mario, God is clearly leading me. To help you. And, um, you know, so we started praying more and casting vision and and, and just, um, God clearly sent them in the right time. Three months after that, next slide please. So we were visiting this town of Zaprasic, outside of capital of uh, Zagreb. Um, no uh, uh, gospel, uh, preaching church, no gospel center church in there. Um, we started praying and seeking God. And, um, sure enough, God had, uh, clearly answered. Again, we have, um next slide, please. Uh, when we were praying in that town and, and seeking God, we met this man and this uh, woman, Drago and Vesna. They were praying for fifteen years since they got saved for church in Zaprash. And he's uh he's our uh worship leader right now. He's a very talented uh, man. So when uh God brought them in our in our in our um tent,
2: it was just amazing. Uh next slide please. So this is our first huddle in this town of Zabrashi, Um It's amazing how God brought His workers in His time. And we just had to make
1: a step in faith and pray and trust. And, and believe me, it wasn't, it wasn't pain-free. It wasn't a pain-free process. But God Next slide, please. We kept praying. Ten months later, I mean, nine months later, Daniel and Caitlin showed up. (laughs) What a blessing. Uh, Daniel is doing a fantastic job with, again, helping worship, uh, leading, helping me translating some more music, um, uh, caring for uh, uh, younger, uh, older children a little bit on Thursdays. Uh, He's very involved. Uh Caitlin is doing a great job with the kids ministry. She's getting plans ready and I just it's just it's amazing. It's just it's just amazing. And um, next slide please. So there we were. We went alone by ourselves and then God
2: brought us a team of four families, eight adults and ten children in a country that there is not a lot of Christians walking around, looking for a church.
1: This is a miracle, my friend. This is a mega church in Croatia. <laughs>
2: we,
1: we believe, we believe um, with certainty uh, that God, since we landed in splits, and God allowed us to have internship with the local pastor in Split. But then He clearly closed the doors. And kept opening the doors in Zapraszic, which is five hours north from Split. And that process was hard. We had to trust God. Another move? Come on, God! We moved five times in three years. But uh, God sustained us. God sustained us. He will hold me fast. You know? He does. Next slide, please. Uh, in October 2017, God provided a church space. And this is just an amazing location. This is in the center of Zarpish. This allows me during the work hours. People I met and started talking with. They kept coming in for conversation about Scripture, uh, talking about God, prayer. And just talking, just opening up. This is just, the landlord of this place He's, he's a traditional Catholic, very home, but when, when, I, when I met him and we, we shared, I shared the gospel and I shared what we're doing, it's, it's just like, he was so excited. He was excited. So he's like, he's just happy we're there. Um, and again, this, that location and the center of Zapparich allowed us just to have people from the streets constantly. The other day, last week, Thursday night, we had a, a care group. The children, we put the movie in a second room for children. There's a window. You can see it from outside. Next thing you know it, there's like four kids. Can we watch a movie? Yeah! Come on in! <laughs> That's great. Um, we, we started our first church service in January of 2018. And uh, have been meeting every Sunday and Thursday since then. Again, brothers and sisters, that, that's just um, privilege and, 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 and a miracle. In the midst of all of that, um, we actually had to move some couches and get some more chairs in because we get a lot of guests now. A lot of guests. You know, four guests in Croatia, it's like 40 guests in state. It's a lot of guests, but
2: um, just just blessing of that location, it was amazing. The Next slide, please. What this time of year,
1: year and a half allowed us is to bond together. God allowed this team that he put together.
2: We didn't know each other before. We did. half, But eight adults love Christ, want to serve Christ, want to reach the Lord.
1: And he allowed us this season right now to just marinate together. In scripture, clarified theology, clarified the vision, and we feel we are ready. We feel this is the this is now the time to like really even more go out there through the villages and through the towns and preach and share. And this is not just for Croatia. Bosnia is next door. They speak the same language. Slovenia,
2: Serbia, Montenegro. We don't want to limit or put frames on, on God. Just want to be faithful. Uh, next slide please. The gift again of just worshiping in Croatia. We, we, Location of this office is we open a door
1: and windows during the service. There is, there's a building on top. There's a building surrounding us. And we see people in the windows. Open the things and they just, you know, they, they listen. You know? (laughs) They listen. So we purposely open the door and I make sure I'm a little more louder.
2: And we, and we preach. And, and we, and we share but i'm gonna i'm gonna say this again um,
1: God allowed each one of us personally each one of these uh it was amazing each one of these people who joined the team, God allowed a trial, a season of painful trial persecution. each one of us went through some specific, very hard time, and that really even if it was you know. No one enjoys pain, but it really brought us together even more. You know, we needed each other. We, we needed to care for each other. There was no one else. No one else understood. And then we came together, and we came closer to Him. Together. And He met us. And the closeness of this team, I just can't explain to you, uh, the joy of working with the team—you can see how God is just putting stuff together. I was able. to, uh, Next slide, please. I was able to uh, legally establish the Church of God's Grace with God's grace. Um, now we are recognized in the eyes of public. People know that. Okay, okay, that's you know, they are a recognized organization. You know, we have right to be there. People now see. Okay, we know that they are they're you know church. So this is a big thing. It took me a year and a half of paperwork and denial, denial. See, that's the stuff, it's hard to explain this, but government, you know, not excited to have us there. We're different. And that was a lot
2: of, lot of, you know,
1: we tried to get a mortgage to eight different banks. In other words, we we, we were able to, we were able to get all the paperwork, get everything right. Just just go for the stamp, and then denied. And no explanation why. And then go to another place. Denied. No explanation why. We changed three houses in three years just in Croatia. Our landlord, last landlord, he, he forbid us. He forbid us to have any gatherings with our church in their home, but then later on, he forbids any guests whatsoever. So if you get a guest, if I see a guest in your home, you're out of here. So here I am, you know, uh, five small children, six, you know, the what are we going to do? Well, in the April of this year, we finally got approved for the mortgage to buy a home. <laughs> yes, and we are here to stay we are there to stay and just work and we already had a church over we had a great party going on there for oh, Christ. In the same time, Jen uh, went through a really hard time getting a citizenship she had all the financial for marriage separation it should be easy steps, one to three she got denied, denied, denied for two and a half years. Finally, two months ago, God allowed and opened a door, and finally she, she got a citizenship. So she has a dual citizenship as well, which is much easier now.
2: Uh, yeah, God, God works in his time. In his time. Vision. Next slide, please.
1: This is translating the songs. Um, "Behold our God, all I have is Christ. He will hold me fast, and so on." It's just we're using this weekly in Croatian language, and it's just amazing. Next slide, please. Uh, this is the home and Jen with her. Yeah, we we have after 60 years since we stepped out. I don't know how many moves. I stopped counting after seven. Um, God allow us to have some um, location. Shelter. It's just a shelter.
2: Next slide, please. Now. First I'm going to say this. Praise God.
1: For the harvest to send workers. And then watch. Watch what will happen. When you pray, pray as the one with faith who knows that God hears you. We we heard this morning, the curtain is open. We have 24-7 ability to approach God Almighty, the curtain is torn. You have fellowship you're in Christ. You have
2: fellowship with God. So when you pray, you're pretty much you're talking to God. Believe that He hears you. Eve that he can and wait and watch what he will do.
1: The vision is to continue to disciple the believers. Focus on preaching and evangelism. That's my focus for next season. But in the midst of all of that, never forget God is sovereign over His harvest. This is very important to me personally. This is my rest and my strength. It is His harvest. And take comfort in this, my friends. Because the word master translated from Old Greek by Old Greek. When New Testament is written in Old Greek. And sometimes studying those words can really give you some good insight, some clear perspective the meaning of that word. So the master, the Greek word Kyrios, means Lord, Sir, Ruler, describing someone who has absolute ownership, supremacy, control, and sovereignty over
2: the field. Now this is the encouraging truth. This is my My strength, this is my hope when I'm out there. His will will be done. quote from Spurgeon. We are not
1: responsible to God for the souls that are saved, but we are responsible for the gospel that is preached and for the way in which we preach it. He is sovereign over his harvest. We will labor, he will save. We will see; he will find. God is using his saved children to reach loss. This church, Christ Community Church, Church of God's Grace in Croatia, all established by God, Through laborers who went out into the harvest to find the lost sheep and call them home. And if I can summon the theme of this message, it would be this. Out of God's love and grace for His people and prayers of the saints, the Lord of the harvest is sending His saved children. To bring the good news of salvation to the lost sheep. Let me say it again. Out of God's love and grace for His people and the prayers of the saints, the Lord of the harvest is sending His saved children to bring the good news of salvation to the lost sheep. Thank you for your role, brothers and sisters. You have in helping us establishing church of God's grace in Croatia. And yes, they are having, right now, service. Right now, those saints are gathering, gathering in the capital of Croatia because of your faithfulness, because of your prayers. And let me tell you, I know that many of you are praying for the mission in Croatia. I know, because you know how I know? I cannot explain with words the mighty way God had worked for some very difficult times. I know you're praying. Please keep praying. Thank you for sending us, supporting us, praying for us. And, um, I will, uh, I don't know Do we have a mission slide. I I will leave you with, uh, Last year slide of the. uh, Is there anything else, or that, no, that's no. Personally,
2: I was I was hoping. I'll send you that. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. Weak. Ordinary. But God. And um, again, for me. There's no words to thank you enough for what you have done for my family, for your Church of God's Grace in Croatia. Thank you.
2: Thank you for your love and compassion. Let me, let me pray. Dear God, dear Lord, I just
1: want to thank you for this time. And uh, Lord, as, as we just went through your, through your perfect word. Your Scripture, Lord, when you say pray, pray for the Lord, God. I I I pray for the lost souls in Reading. I pray for your lost sheep in Shillington, Lord, in the whole area. God, as there are your children, lost and weary out there, desperate, with no hope. No direction. In danger. God, I pray. Use your church. Use your children to share the good news. It is really a good news. It saves souls for eternity. So God, give us boldness, Give us courage. And you, you bring your children home. God, I pray for this wonderful, beautiful church of yours. Bless them. Bless these souls in this in this home right now. God, thank you so much. We pray in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Yes, thank you, church. Thank you, Mario. Thank you. Wasn't that a delight? Excellent. Ushers, if you could uh, come forward at this time, and uh, we're going to take a special offering for the Croatia Mission Fund. You can put... Croatia Mission Fund in the memo line of your check, and write the check out to Christ Community Church. Um, we take a monthly Croatia Mission Fund offering, but this is a special one because Mario and Jen are here. Let us um, let us let us give generously as the Lord leads, and let's ask for God to bless this local church as uh, as the work continues to go forward. And so, um, thank you so much for handing out the offering baskets again, ushers, and for the way you have served us and uh, church. Let us be moved. Um, In our own lives, I I think one of the things that really stirs me about uh, what Mario was saying was Mario and Jen have been an example to us of laying down their lives to go forward for the gospel, and let us all likewise follow that example. Um, Thank God for Mario and Jen going forth, but let us be Christians who go forth, whether it be in our area, in our neighborhoods, or whether it be... Uh, let us examine, God, would you ever have me to be a part of a church plant someday? Um, let us all be taking stock in our heart. And I, I think teens included, how might God use you to advance the gospel? What cost are you willing to bear in order to follow Christ and proclaim Christ to the lost sheep? And so thank you, Mario, for your example. Jen, thank you for your example. And kids, thank you guys for the way that you're serving Christ in uh, Croatia and what I want to do also is just, I want to pray for Mario and Jen and I want to pray for the church plant and ask for God to, uh, to bless them. But first, as we pray for more requests, let us praise God as well for the way that He has answered their requests over this last season because it has been just so kind of God that they've been able to come here to the U.S. knowing that they've got a home to go back to. Um, that was a real area of stress that we were, we were really burdened, all of us about. Just only months ago and now they're here and there's a sense of, wow, we have a home to go back to. We have a place to go back and preach the gospel uh, out from. And, and, and that is just something that's so kind of our Lord. And so, uh, um, Mario and Jen are right there. And so anybody who's looking in their vicinity, if you could just, um, put your hands upon them and let us pray and praise God, but let us also, uh, pray for them in this next season that God would bless the church. Let's pray church. Oh, Lord Jesus, we praise you so much for the way that you have provided for this family over the last three years. Lord, it certainly has not uh, been stress-free. There's been stress, there's been persecution, as Mario talked about. And But, Lord, blessed is this family. Blessed is this family for, Lord, they have been persecuted for your name's sake and for righteousness' sake. And great will be their reward in heaven. Lord, help us to prioritize advance of the gospel the way they have help us to make sacrifices for the advance of the gospel like they have lord thank you for their example as a family and as individual christians and god i pray you would move us as christ community to be ascending church where we would we would go forth ourselves into the harvest field and like mario preached to us lord that we would pray for the lord of the harvest to send harvesters into the field But then, God, that compelling word of, Lord, let us be the answer to those very same prayers that we pray and be used of you personally to reach the lost around us at work and in our neighborhoods and in our families, amongst our friends. God, I pray that you would move us and fill us, Holy Spirit, with boldness and power to do so. Thank you for their house. Thank you for Jen's citizenship. Thank you for the kids and the stability in the school in Pusha. Thank you so much for the work going forward in Zaprasic and that our sister church is in Croatia right now worshiping you. How exciting is that? Bless them while Mario and Jen and the family are away and bless the preaching of the word from the pulpit um, this evening in Croatia. and. Thank you for Daniel and Caitlin and their baby. Bless them as they're having their baby next month and for the shower that Ethan and Ann and the church threw for them yesterday online. Lord, we're so thankful for our partnership in the gospel, the close fellowship and the love that we have with this family and with this local church. They are so dear to us, but Lord, more importantly, they are dear to you. I pray that your personal love, your steadfast love would come upon them right now, Holy Spirit, as Our church is laying hands on them. Fill them with fresh power, Holy Spirit, to go forth. Bless them as they go forth to different churches over the course of this summer to proclaim Christ. And also, Lord, I pray that there would be many more partners and even giving partners that would help to support the work and the church plant going forward from year three into the future. God, I pray that you would provide for Mario and Jen and the kids financially and for this church plant financially. Thank you for your faithfulness and how you've done so to this point. But Lord, I pray you would take care of all of their needs and provide for all of their needs as they're going forth from here. I pray that you would give them favor with the churches that they visit, the pastors that they interact with, the congregation members that they interact with. And Lord, I pray that people would be inspired to to go forth on a church plant in other churches as well and that the cost of following Jesus would be laid forth to many people this summer and that you would use Mario and Jen and their kids' examples to stir up fresh fire for the mission of local evangelism and also church planning nationally and church planning internationally. Almighty God, I pray that you would use us greatly for your glory. Thank you for Mario and Jen. I pray you'd bless our mission fund offering that we give for the glory of your name. Use it to advance the gospel in Croatia. Thank you for our church who is so generous, Lord, for all this giving over the last three years. We are not a a big, super big church or anything like that. God, you have been so faithful to us to help us supply, Lord, this church. And we just give you all the glory, Lord, for the way you've enabled us to be able to sustain this work for the glory of your name. We love you. Strengthen this church. I pray that you would add to the number of this church converts, people who would be brought out of darkness and in the bondage of all that they've been brought up in and their customs that Lord, Christless customs that aren't glorifying to you. I pray that you would cause all of that to fall back and Lord, bring people into the marvelous light of true, genuine, saving faith in Jesus Christ and that they would be born again and saved. We love you God and we ask now that you would bless us during our Koinonia lunch and that all of us would encourage Mario and Jen and their family And, Lord, we thank you so much for the fellowship we're going to have and the food that we're going to receive. Bless the food to our bodies, and we love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we thank God again for Mario and Jen and their family? Praise God. Praise God. Listen, we're going to get our children. I'd like to ask you all to keep your children under control while the uh, food and the service is happening. Uh, there's people that are going to be breaking down the service, so we need to be able to move without kids running through people's legs and things like that. Keep control of your children. And I'd like to ask the uh, those who have families to go last going through the food line, and for individuals who do not have families to be able to go through the food line to get your food. We could use all of your help to break down the room. Ray Brenner's going to be helping us to uh, organize that. Let's gather our children, and we'll reconvene for Koinonia. Thank you.